Hello, and we are back. Hello, Zoe, Hello. just so this time. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I am all right, thank Good. you. All the better for talking to oh. you. <laughs> so, this week, we yes. are talking to all about values and being better than compromising on our values. Mm. Do you want to talk a little bit about where that has come from? Yeah, I mean, this is a massive topic, and this is probably mm. part A. Um, I talk about values a lot. So at the time of this recording, we are coming to the close of the Purpose Pursuit, which mm -hmm. is my coaching program. And people who come on the Purpose Pursuit are often at a moment of self-reflection, uh, transition, they're looking for new work. And one of the modules that we have within this coaching program is around looking at our values. And I find that it's often a piece that gets missed off and yet for many people when they do the program and they have the coaching with me, they realise that their values are not aligned with the way they're living their life mm. and that is therefore causing them a huge amount of disconnect yeah. and challenge and actually exhaustion mm -hmm. as well. And what are some practical examples of people living out of alignment? So, so to use some examples that I can think of, uh, there's a few ways we can talk about this. So first of all, you've got to know what your values are. Mm -hmm. So the first problem is we think, oh, I know what my values are. They're to have honesty, integrity, hard work, or whatever. But actually, there are loads of values out there. Mm -hmm. uh, a value could be recognition. A value could be justice. A value could be creativity. But not everything can be your value. Like you can think things are good, but they can't be your value because you can't do all of those things. You've got to choose what are going to be your core values. I it's like when you walk into a company and they're like, these are our values and they've got like 15 values <laughs> on the wall. Nobody's going to remember any of them. Mm. So you kind of have to decide what are my top values? What, what things are important, right? No, it's they're still important. Yeah, you've just got to, if I'm saying that creativity is a value and I work somewhere where there is zero opportunity for innovation, creativity, thinking differently, there is a dis there is a misalignment from something that I think is really important mm -hmm. and the way I'm living. Mm -hmm. You can think creativity is important, but if it's not your value, that won't matter so much if it's not happening in your workplace. So you've got to know what they are. And then when you know what they are, you then have to take the time to actually reflect on how well is my life representing them? Because actually you could say that, for example, creativity is a value, but you don't make time for it either at work or in your personal life or in any aspect of your life. So then there's this almost discombobulation between I'm saying this is a value, this is important to me, and yet I don't get to do it ever. Yeah. And I think that's really exhausting. And I think it goes even deeper than that. So values such as creativity, that's an easy example to give. But if you have a value about the way you want to do your work, so whether you um, have a value such as I want to treat each person as an individual and individuality is really important to me, but you work somewhere where everything is like cookie cutter, mm -hmm. you know, um, with this is how we do things. You give this amount of time to each person and there is no... Uh, there is no deviation from that set of standards. I've got a friend who's a teacher and she was saying to me, the reason she's leaving this school and going to a new school is that everything has become process driven. Mm. She said, there is no individuality. There is no personality allowed in my teaching and there is no personality or individualization of the way I teach 
and that is crossing my value sure. and you, that's a big deal yeah and you used to be a teacher yes I did and you have your own story in yeah where you were working and your values so do you want to just share a bit about your yeah story? so I I loved being a teacher I didn't love every day I didn't love the, the workload all the time but I actually would reflect and say, I did get to use my strengths and talents at work. Mm -hmm. So when some people get to a place of changing career, it's because they don't get to do what they're good at. They aren't getting the opportunity to use their strengths. That's not my story. I absolutely felt that um, I got to communicate. I got to see people develop. I got to make strategic change. I was an assistant head. I got to um, influence leadership. Uh, and teaching and learning across the school and actually across schools that I was working in. So I could tick loads of boxes. But a few things happened over like the latter part of my time in a particular school I was working in where I realised that I was having to work in a way that compromised my values. And I don't mean like crossing my values because everyone was dishonest and lacked integrity. I don't mean that kind of like fundamental thing. I mean... There were priorities that didn't feel my priorities or the way I wanted to lead. So a couple of examples I can give is uh, there was one time where I had my team around for dinner in my home and that did not go down well uh, at school that I'd done that. People in leadership felt that if you allow people into the home setting, how can you lead or deal with difficult conversations? And I would say that's not a right, wrong thing. I would say that's a values and culture thing. And for me, interpersonal relationship is how I lead Mm -hmm. for the good, the bad and the ugly. Like it's not always easy, but that's what I want to do. And so I felt in that moment, there's a value mismatch here. And I'm not passing judgment. I'm just literally saying my values were different. I didn't want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. I think you can do it differently. And I think there was another thing that became difficult at times where Uh, And this is about some of the wider narrative around teaching, actually, that it felt like some children were worth more than others because their data was more important. Mm. And that without getting into the complexities of how this works, each child uh, represents a percentage of the class's overall data. And so making extra progress with some children is kind of worth more than another child making that kind of progress because they're already meeting certain targets. And so... I didn't feel comfortable with that. I understood it and I understood why we had to do it. But there was a a wider thing of it's almost not in my interest for this person to make accelerated progress, because if they do, that reduces the progress this child has made. Mm. So why would you want them to? And and then I just thought, this is madness. (laughs) It's madness that we are behaving like this and have to do this. And it felt like a deeper level of a value cross here that that's not okay with me anymore. So I had a couple of aha moments. Those are a couple, there are others, where I thought there's too much crossing of values for me for this to work effectively and for me to bring my best. I can do this job, I can show up and do my strengths, but actually I'm not okay with this on a value level. And I I really want to say for the purposes of the podcast, I'm not trying to be judgmental here. I'm just trying to say there was too much personal compromise Mm -hmm. around how I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. And I could have gone to work in another school. I could have found a different environment or a different role where things might have felt a different fit. I mean, I'd learned loads from the leadership that I'd been 
um, serving under over the years that I've huge respect for. But it actually was time for me to do something else and to live out some different values and to have a chance to do that. I think there's something around public sector, so whether that's mm. teaching or NHS or health sector, where the value thing can be really, really tough. What I mean is you often go into that work because you want to represent your values. And suddenly you find this is really tough because one of so a couple of things could happen one could be a personal value of mine is almost being um uh what's the word i'm looking for it's being taken advantage of because i'm willing to go the extra mile mm-hmm. so actually one of our values at sidekick is about going over and above expectation it's about this uh brave generosity which is about going an extra mile but if you're in a context where going the extra mile can be exploited, which actually sometimes in the public sector it can because we don't have enough people and we don't have enough resource, that very value can be undermining to your actual health and happiness. So I think that's one way. Then the other way could be that you have a value such as, I believe that each person needs, let's say you're a doctor, um, and let's say you're a doctor, you work in the, the, the NHS, let's say you're a GP, and you know that you believe that each person needs a proper consultation, and they need 20 minutes, they need half an hour, and inside you believe that's the best thing. Because of the nature of the beast, because of the lack of resource and all the things that I don't need to get into on this podcast, you're not able to do that. And so every day, that is a crossing of your values, which is what we might call moral injury, when we have to work in a way that actually feels like it injures our sense of morality. Mm. I'm not saying other people are bad, that's not what I'm saying this, but that you inside feel like this isn't good enough, and yet in order to survive or do my job, this is what I have to do. I've worked with loads of doctors, I've worked with loads of other allied health professionals where that is a dawning realisation that their unhappiness or their burnout has come from a compromise Mm. in a personal value. And that very value might have been what led them to do that kind of work in the first place. Yeah, that's so true. And as you're talking, I'm thinking it takes a certain level of confidence to decide this is crossing my my boundary and my value and I'm going to do something about it. So then what would you say to the person who knows that the value is being crossed mm. but just doesn't have that confidence to speak up or step out? Yes. And also it might not even be right for them to leave because right. they might love their work. So when you realise there's been a value that's being crossed re- regularly and it's doing you some damage, you are going to have to do something about it because it could cause quite significant personal burnout and exhaustion. So there are a few options available to you. Um, There could be some practical conversations to have with leaders. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is sometimes they might say, well, this is the way it is. There's nothing Mm -hmm. I can do. It's just tough. And in fact, sometimes people have really extreme experiences there. I remember one doctor I worked with where she was quite emotional at the loss of a patient. Um, It was a quite traumatic situation. And somebody just said to her, "Um, just deal with it. You know, pull yourself together and Mm -hmm. deal with it. And actually, a personal value of hers was to be able to demonstrate emotion. That's mm-hmm. what made her brilliant. And she was asked to just shut that down. And that was a value-crossing moment. But there's something around, do we throw the baby out with the bathwater or is there a way around it? And, you know, sometimes people need to leave and that is the solution. Or sometimes it's how do I work differently or how do I find ways to manage this? It might be that in order to stay, 
you might need to reduce your hours. You might need to look at how you work. And I say that recognising people have bills to pay and they have lives to lead. But it's no life that you're leading if you actually can't enjoy your life and you have nothing left to give your loved ones. I mean, that's something we've not talked about. One of the values that could be being crossed is that your value is family. And what's happening is you're getting home late. So you you don't have to work in the NHS for that to be an issue. You could work in any sector. Mm -hmm. And you're finding that you're missing bedtime over and over again. And that was a value you didn't want to cross. Or you're finding you're working away more than you want to. And that's a value that you're crossing. Sometimes what we have to do is, is work a plan that feels like a, once you've isolated it and you realise, right, this is what's going on, that's part of the problem. And then I think it's a case of how am I willing, how am I able to live with this tension? So for me as a teacher with little ones, so use that example, they were little and I worked long hours. The, the things that, that helped me manage were I worked close to home. So I chose to work near where we lived, so I didn't have a commute to add in. Some people would say, I would hate to do that. You know, I needed to live further from where I worked. So that was a choice to reduce time away from the home. And the other thing was, I wasn't always the last to leave, but I used to work in the evenings. So there was some personal cost, but I was like, I want to be here over the tea period when I, tea time period when I can be. So I kind of worked out a pattern that was, I'm going to work this, and I know there's over and above because I'm in the kind of work that involves over and above. By the way, lots of work involves over and above. And then there were other periods of time where I was, I never worked on a Saturday. And that was another rule. So you have to, with your life and your life stage and your compromising bits, work out what is too much compromise and what can I live with? Mm. Because I'm not sure the perfect solution's out there. I mean, I love my job. I love what I do. But I can't say it never crosses my values or the or mm. ideal working environment. I can't say it means I'm always present when I want to be. I'm always flourishing in everything I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not crossing personal values around honesty and integrity and those kind of things. But I do compromise sometimes on how much time I'm with my family. Sure. But I have got a frame, like a boundary around how much I'm willing to do that. So you've got to have a bit of grown-up conversation around Mm. what's too much, what's doable, what am I willing to do, and what's going to give me the bandwidth to actually make sure that value is being honoured. Too much, and it's just going to be a killer for everyone. Going back to the family example, I had a doctor who realised that family was being compromised too much. She was missing too many bedtimes or pickups from school. And she said, there's no way they're going to give me different working hours. But you know what? She decided she'd ask... (laughs) And sometimes you've got to ask, and she got different working hours. And then actually, this whole family conversation, she was actually from overseas, she was from the Netherlands, and the realisation that her family were a key value for her, and she lived nowhere near her family, began a a two-year process of them moving back to the Netherlands. And a massive penny drop moment for her was that she realised that there was too much family compromise and she set a plan in motion that in two years' time she'd be able to say different. So we may not be able to do something immediately, Mm -hmm. but we can do things that might mean that in a year from now we can talk differently and say, actually, I'm more in line with my values than I was and I took steps to get there. I think I'd say to that as well, like small steps are worth taking, 15 minutes here and there Mm -hmm. or tweaking this or tweaking that can make a difference over a longer period. We can't necessarily have it have it all, but we can do better than we were doing. Mm-hmm. 
So I, again, used to have some days I would stay later and other days I'd be like, I'm not going to do that tonight. And you, you give and you ebb and you flow in order to find how you do that. I mean, I've crossed into workload there and workload management, but it was about an underlying, underlying value of I've got little boys. Yeah. And for me, it's important I see them. Yeah. I'm thinking, so we've spoken about values. There's so many. And I'm someone who kind of wants to hold everything. I'm sure <laughs> other people will want to as well. Yeah. So how do you kind of, pick and decide this is it doesn't mean everything else mm. is not important mm. but when you're naturally in the space where you want to hold everything and yeah. be everything for everyone how do you practically help yourself just decide okay I'm going to focus mm. on these three in my life these five mm. instead of kind of flapping and mm. you know what I'm trying to say yeah I do and I talk to lots of people who say that to me and I'm one of those people so one of the, the things I suggest people do is they, they can find a list of values. You can find them on the internet. Um, James Clear has some. I use them in my course, but you can find them. And then the first thing to do is kind of go, uh, which ones of these feel really strongly resonate, somewhat resonate, don't really resonate at all. So get rid of anything that is anything other than strongly resonates. So then you might get your list down to 10, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you get to that 10, we have got to be kind of a bit brutal with ourselves. You might want to revisit and you might want to change your values after a period of time. But in this season, I can't hold all these 10 things, uh, you know, strongly and, and give them all the credence that they deserve. You can do a little bit of cheating. So you could like call it relationships and that could cover family, friends, <laughs> love. <laughs> you could put all of those under, under one title. So you can be clever. But... There's something about being really honest with yourself in that process and making sure you prioritise what really does resonate with your mm -hmm. heart. Again, another story from a previous uh, coaching experience. When a woman I was coaching was going through this process, she, in her heart, really wanted creativity to be in her top five. And yet, this narrative in her head was that's a bit flippant, that's a bit unimportant. You know, she came from a family where that would have been seen as almost like a bit of a selfish value or not important enough to hold in that, sure. that space. And she could hear that, you know, narrative in her head, which I totally uh, resonate with. And yet she was honest enough to have that conversation with me and others. And we really pushed her to say, this needs to be in there mm -hmm. because she knew that when she put it into her values list that that was beginning a process of her embracing her creative side more than she was. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of her key goals off the back of the, the, the coaching process was, I'm going to make time every week to do creative things because how can I call it a value if I'm never going to do it? And mm -hmm. I find that really challenging because I'm not sure I always make time for the things that I know are important to me. So I think if everything is important and everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority. Sure. So there's a bit of brutal work that you've got to do. You could like let yourself off the hook and say, these don't have to be my values forever. Mm -hmm. This does not have to be the final, you know, the final ever list of values that I ever commit to. But you could say, maybe for the year, this is going to be it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to prioritize these. And then I'd say, check in with yourself every so often and think, how am I scoring these? Which of these have not really seen the light of day? And which of these um, have I forgotten about completely? And which of these am I really honouring? And you might want to do that for work, for home, uh, for different aspects of your life and think, yeah. am I weaving it into those different places? How could I do that better than I already am? Mm -hmm. 
So I would be, if you want to keep everything open, maybe you just say, these are my values for now, but you push yourself to that three to five list. Yeah. I'm also thinking about how, well, we've spoken a lot about crossing values in the workplace. Mm. I know you've touched on the story of creativity in life, but can you give some more examples of what, things that we might not necessarily be aware of, but in our day-to-day lives, how we can be crossing our own values that are not necessarily tied to work? Yeah, so I have talked quite a bit about the workplace. So you could be in a stay-at-home season and, and cross your own values. And this is not about perfection, okay? So it's not about being perfect parent or perfect partner or perfect friend. But if you have a value around, for example, being present, and that's important to you, and you're finding yourself being increasingly distracted you're crossing a value there that you 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 expect of yourself and perhaps expect of others in fact sometimes a value is when we see it not being represented in someone else and we realize gosh this is really important to me this is a bit of a deal breaker so i think when we see ourselves exhibiting patterns of behavior that don't represent a value that we have let's i mean let's pick a different value you might have a value which is enjoyment or one of my personal values is is a, like enjoy, in happy joy or, or enjoyment whichever word you want to use but this idea of fun really mm-hmm. and i chose enjoyment because i felt that was a better word for me than fun um and actually i could reflect and say there have been seasons in the recent times where i've let the fun get sucked out of a situation i have been anything but the joy bringer i've moved into over responsible over parenting over you know all that kind of stuff and I'm sucking the joy and yet what I want to be a value that I bring and represent is joy so I think you can then begin to strategize for that and that's actually one of my personal reflections at the moment is I've got to get better at doing that not just in the workplace because I think I bring the fun quite often there (laughs) I mean you can be the judge of that (laughs) but sometimes my family don't see that and they don't see that part of me as much as they should so I'm kind of engaging with that and thinking, what can I plan? What can I do? How can I be different? So that I kind of turn the volume up on that strength. One of my top 10 strengths in terms of Clifton strengths is positivity. And in the workplace, I think I'm quite encouraging. I think my job with individuals is I champion them. Mm -hmm. I'm really comfortable with the fact I do that. I would reflect, if I'm really brutally honest and saying my home, they don't always see that. Definitely not as much as they should. And that's an area of growth for me. That's in my, it's in my, it's in my um, gift to do something about. Mm-hmm. I can do more fun things. I can choose to be more encouraging. So I think we can, uh, we can be honoring our value in one space and not doing it in another. Sure. And actually stopping and paying attention to that and thinking, I can do better at this here. Uh, I'm, often we don't give the people we love our best. Mm-hmm. Everyone else gets it. I remember recognising that growing up sometimes that, you know, parents work long hours and my dad would come home and sometimes I'd think he's given all day and now there's nothing left to give. Um, I don't want to represent that or recreate that for the next few years of my mm-hmm. life. So what am I going to do? And as much as people don't like it, we've got to be intentional. That's so true. We want, so, well, I, I'm quite a planner, actually, although I don't think I'm a brilliant planner. I'm definitely more planned than spontaneous. But I actually think adult life involves plan. Yeah. Anything that you want to do that is not deal-breakingly important or urgent has got to be planned some way, shape or form, otherwise it won't happen. You've got to plan the fun, 
plan the joy, plan the adventure, because they don't tend to happen because just life will creep in if you don't. Exactly. I mean, I've drifted off the topic there, but I think it's that's important. important. Definitely. So what um, quick nuggets would you give mm-hmm. for someone to avoid crossing boundaries in their life, yeah. in their work, or we haven't spoken much about this, leadership in a position of leadership? I love the way you use the word quick because you know that I could <laughs> quick Hannah be quick be concise you know we don't need you to give another whole podcast um right well for all of those situations you've got to know what they are so first yeah. of all there is a process of I know what my values are then there is a process of actually assessment yeah. how am I doing so as a leader if your value is um we're all in this together or uh, being a team player and yet you're delegating everything and not pulling your weight that's again a value crossing situation so you've got to know what your values are then you've got to assess where they're at and I, I think what I'd say as a leader there's probably a role in communicating them because your values will set a bit of the culture sure. um again this is probably a bigger conversation but I think similar values and goals enable different personalities to work together mm-hmm. we can come back to that that, yeah, that, that sentence another time but you've got to communicate what your values are so people know what your priorities are that they can help hold you to account on and also that you create a culture that represents those yeah. so that's that's work as a leader in your own work where you may not be the value setter or the culture setter, you've still got to know what they are so that you can, with your eyes open, know this value is really getting its needs met and this one not so much. Going back to my example, one of the values that definitely got worked out uh, in my workplace was the idea of um, making the world a fairer playing uh, a fairer playing field that's really important to me to level out the playing field I think I just mixed a metaphor uh, (laughs) and made a new one I want the world to feel fairer and I want to level the playing field there we go that's what I'm trying to say and I worked somewhere with a lot of children from very deprived uh, or disadvantaged backgrounds and I felt that what we were doing was leveling the playing field so I fully believed in that and that value had easy access every single day so there may be some way you think this is an easy in and I love this. This is crossing my value. And I think you've got to make a plan. What's too much? What's manageable? What is deal breaker? I have to walk away. Sure. Again, the information there is if your values continually get crossed, you are going to be exhausted by that on an internal level. And then in your private life, maybe it's a family conversation. What are our family values? We did that once with the kids. I actually can't remember where we landed them and probably need to go back to that. But we did. It was cheesy as it sounds. We talked about what are our values. I remember one of them was around effort and and hard work. That is a family value uh, that we we, we put our effort in. Um, Yeah, well, I think sometimes it's to my detriment. but, But... not every value can be a family value either. Families sure. have their culture. Families have their, their way of being. Um, another one of the values I wanted to be kindness uh, and bravery. I want the boys to be brave. I want them to be um, stepping up and leading. So you've got to think about what your family values might be. You could have very different ones to ones I've said. It could be kindness. It could be fun. It could be um, intellect. I don't know. Uh, but you've got to go and think about those and to collectively think, what does this... And by family, I mean that in the loosest word. Yeah. Family could be your housemates in that season of your life. Family could be you and a partner. Family could be you and... 
your children a family could be you and your dog if that's who you live with I mean their values are just quality time <laughs> and touch so I think you've got to think about what your life stage is but actually collectively thinking about it and then making a plan how do I enable that value to have a little bit more airtime in the next month start small and go from there